Hey, Candice here, and I love all things business and marketing, but my biggest hurdle is my nine to five. That's right, you heard it. I still work a nine to five, and while I like getting consistent income, I'm not able to maximize my God-given talent and all that I know I can be in this world. So instead of dreaming of quitting my nine to five, I am on a quest to making those dreams become reality. Come on this journey with me as I climb mountains, jump through hoops, and leap over hurdles to start and grow a business. What am I going to do? I don't know. What type of business will I start? Who knows? When will I give my notice? Only God knows. But one thing I want to share, and that is this journey with you. So come on this rollercoaster ride with me and enjoy the fun. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Crystal from Clarity State Media. Crystal, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So could you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Crystal. I'm located in Vancouver, Canada. And basically, I help consultants and coaches make more passive online income with courses and video content. Usually, I'm behind the scenes. So I'm a digital media designer and video editor, kind of like a marketing educator for coaches and consultants, just to tell them how they can start building their first ideas or, or their next ideas for their online offers or courses. And I help them build out the content, whether that's video content or designing a website or designing a membership site or creating a challenge. So I help them take all those ideas they have in their head and turn it into something that's actually online and ready to sell to their audience. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I had you a couple of months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still in the... um, in the stages of making my offer better. So I hear all the time you have to make it kind of the word sexy. And I'm like, I don't know how to make my offer sexy. So <laughs> I'm str- I'm struggling with like a lot of the, the copy and just making it sound like, oh, this is something that the person needs. And, you know, so that's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> yes. I think it becomes a lot easier when you can figure out what it is that you can speak on without much effort at all. Like if someone asks you to just show up and talk about something without needing a script or without needing to put too much work into it ahead of time, that's a good guideline on what you can make a good program out of. I find it's hard right now because everyone's doing something, right? So there's so much noise, like, oh, I should do a membership site. Oh, I should do um, this package of a million PDFs. I should do a course. I should do a webinar. I should do this or that. And all of them are good. It's just kind of figuring out like which format that you enjoy the most and picking something that you're comfortable talking about for a long time, teaching to people. So when you show up to do it, you're actually going to give them results because you're like fully involved. They know that you care. And that comes across. Like if you're, if you're choosing something where you're forcing yourself to do it, like you dread when you're going to go on to your next live stream or when you're building the content and it's just such a drag, then you probably know that's not the right topic or the right format. Right. So I, I currently have a course that I completely finished, but I'm looking to add on Instead of what advice would you give to me, myself, is there like a way to, 
you know, charge for like a workshop just to see if people want to dip their toes into my content or should I just go ahead and just go full blown and just, you know, here's my offer, here's my course, you know, bye, bye, bye. Or should I just, you know, set off something small just so they can get dip their toes into it. And then they say, oh, okay, I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready to buy the, the full course. I think doing a small offer is amazing. Actually, if you're, if you have the idea for your ultimate program that you want to offer and you do like a little beta of it, that is always such a good idea because then you can test it out without putting in quite as much time, you know, just in case maybe there's something, maybe the idea is great, but the way that you're wording it or the content that you have planned for that offer isn't quite on target for what your audience wants, but you can figure that out if you run a beta of the idea. So I had one client who's like been very successful running actually more than one beta and now it's just her main course and she's like made like over $20,000 from it. And just, it started out as just like a little $97 offer, like a five day version of what is now like a eight week course. So that was great because she pulled her audience. So you can do that. Anyone who has an audience, like their Facebook page, even Instagram, you can do a poll and start asking your audience some questions about what they want to learn and then let them know that you have a little offer. So you could take your course, even though it's done now, you could do like a little version of it or take some clips from it, charge it at a lower price, or you can even do it for free if you would like, if you want to do it in exchange for testimonials or getting some feedback. And then you can do like a more polished version and then launch that as either your full-on course or like the next step to take after taking your challenge. So one thing that I, I'm struggling with also, and if you notice this, this podcast says uh, more of a coaching for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone's going to listen, but Hey, this is all for me. <laughs> um, one thing I'm, I'm struggling with is when you have a cold audience and you have a small offer, let's say for $47 that you want to charge or $37. What is the idea price point to sell to a cold audience or is that even recommended? I think a really good way to do it is to start with a free thing. So whether that's just a PDF or checklist, something like that, whatever, a video, but when they sign up for it, obviously you're going to deliver on the thank you page. I think that's the best place to put like your first offer to a cold audience. Like obviously they've decided to opt into your freebie, but then on the other side of that, they are presented with like, get this intro offer for like $27 or $47. You definitely want to say that like the actual value of the offer. So maybe your value like for what you are giving is worth like $200, but you could say it's, available for 27 or available for 47 on the thank you page of your freebie opt-in. For a cold audience, I see a lot of these on Instagram right now. I'm sure everybody does, but when you're scrolling through and you see that you can get this little package of things for 27 or $47, those seem to be the two price points I see a lot. 27, 37, and 47, um, where people feel comfortable if they think that you've got what they need in that product. So to do that is probably a good idea to have, you know, a page that explains what's in there, a video so they can hear you and know more about you. Sorry, that's a lengthy answer to that question. But yeah, 27 or 37 seem to be some good entry point prices for a cold audience. 
Oh, this this is good. I'm writing everything down. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to take it to heart and use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's helpful. It's yeah, it definitely is helpful. And I actually um I purchased something on Facebook from someone that I didn't know really didn't know anything about. And um uh, she had an offer for $27 and it was like a launch checklist and launch things to help you launch your product or when you get ready to set up a particular launch. And I was like, oh, I need that. And it was <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's so funny? I know they say the sales copy is is so helpful, but but for me it was actually Actually, the visuals of her actually showing it and showing what is actually in what I'm purchasing versus me reading everything on the sales page. Now, I don't know how that, you know, how everybody else feels about that because sometimes the sales page can be like really long and drawn out, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a visual person. I'm like, look, let me know what I'm getting and then it. I want to see it and that's it. I'll buy it. But everybody's yeah. a little different, you know? So yeah, I did get sucked into, um, her funnel and uh between seven and then I bought an upsell that she had and I was like yeah I need that (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's funny because like I've I've designed a few sales pages and I know that and most people will also do their own if they're just starting out and while you're doing it obviously you put a lot of thought and care into what you're saying and making sure you communicate like what you're going to deliver and what problems you're solving for them but for myself as a customer when I see something like I click on it because someone either did a good video or they did a really good post that like had some point forms outlining what I was looking for and then I went to the sales page and usually then you already know if you're gonna buy it or not but as you scroll down like I I always skim past all the writing I know that they say sales copy is super important and maybe it's still effective on me even though I'm not reading it maybe it's just the act of scrolling through all that coffee. I don't know. But anyway, it's like having the visuals mixed up in between, having some videos that lead up to a launch. Since you mentioned the launch checklist, I've always found that like a really effective launch involves events that lead up to something over the course of say a month. Like if you had like a weekly event for a month leading up to the launch of your course um, or whatever it is you're offering, that could be like a weekly webinar that you're gonna do. It could be pre-recorded. It could be running a challenge. Whatever it is, if you just like kind of space out these weekly events and you're always mentioning your launch and you're mentioning your your launch in your feed and your social media descriptions, it's just having it very visible and separate it by events where you're promoting it, but giving giving value where they just know that if they buy your thing, you're going to be good because they already know you're good because you already gave them all this useful information and actionable steps in your content leading up to it. I love this. Okay, so when there's a launch and then you have that one time that you're offering and then you say, okay, I'm going to offer it again in XYZ a couple months down the road or next year. Do you find it more profitable in a sense to do it just that one time, cut it off and then have whoever wanted to do it wait or should you just do it that one time, don't cut it off and have it all automated? You mean like having it as like a non-live course the second time? Is that what you mean? So have it more of a, um, a automated 
course like you launch it and then after you launch it that one time oh yeah automated i've seen a lot of uh course creators they like well we're gonna offer it in january we're gonna offer it in september and then that's it and you know they make a a good big chunk of funds that way Mm -hmm. but what happens in between so is it better to get the chunk of funds or (laughs) or just have it running throughout the year (laughs) i guess i guess this is why i've feel so strongly that people choose something that they're going to, not just to make money, but obviously we choose the topics that we care about. Right. At least we we do in this group that, that would listen to your podcast, but you want to pick something where you're enthusiastic, you care, you want to help your, your students and help them get results. And part of that, I think is running something like live like even if you pre-recorded all the lessons in your course pre-done all the pdfs or whatever it is that audio stuff that you're including which you should do anyway because it makes it easier for you i think there should be some sort of live component in there so because you know people very few people are self-motivated enough to like buy a giant course and just like take themselves through it and get results it's, it's just the truth, right? Like I've, I've bought things in the past and if it was a live thing, like the content was already done, but there was live components throughout the eight weeks, say of the course or whatever, then I could get really good results from it. But if I bought something and it was just like, here, you're left to your own devices to get through this and get your own results and stay mm-hmm. on track and do all this, like it just doesn't happen, right? Like I still have stuff that I have bought that I didn't finish where I looked at some stuff and I didn't finish like, and I'm sure we all do. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's a good idea to run it live. And then as long as you're happy running the course, then have it be like something that you do once a year, twice a year, three times a year, however, depending on your energy and what you're doing in between. I just feel like if you have some live components that help guide the students through that they're going to get results and they're going to be happier and you're going to get better reviews. And then you're going to have more ongoing income from that course. That's really good. That, I thank you for that. That puts a lot of things in perspective because someone like me, I'm working full time and my hours are weird depending on the seasons. Like right now we're like slammed because everybody purchasing a car and it's the summertime and interest rates are really low. So for me, well, I know I definitely won't be launching during the summertime. <laughs> That's completely out. But I'm talking about like as far as time and energy. Um, yeah, I have I have planned on doing like a opening up a, a Facebook group and it's actually open and I don't even have any, you know, I didn't start adding people in it. But I was thinking, you know, am I going to be burnt out from doing this? Well, does it make sense for me to just, you know, have that automation work for me while I'm working my full-time job? Or should mm-hmm. I be doing lives in the evening? Or, you know, what if I don't show up because I'm working late? You know, I think about right. all of those things. Well, I think like another important thing that people need to do, like even before they start build, especially if they've got, if they feel they, they haven't built anything for the course yet and they're not sure like how long it's going to take them to do all this stuff. Just like get out your calendar for the year and just like, I'll have like a big one, like on the wall, like all the months like <laughs> out and then, and then just like look and reverse engineer, like take, take a look at your schedule. Like, you know, the summer's not going to be good, but you could find a week somewhere in the upcoming months where this is the week where I'm going to start. And then you like pencil out where the course is going to happen, whether it's 
you know, it could even be a webinar, it could be a challenge, it could be like a virtual summit, whatever it is you're trying to do, just put on the calendar, where is a good time where you can show up and be 100% so that your students or attendees actually get results. Because if you don't show up, you know, like it's, it's going to be tough for them. Um, so you want to show up at your best. So choose those dates and then reverse engineer your launch. So you know that like the month before that, depending on how large it is, you know, webinar versus course would take less time to lead up to it with promos, but just like plan the lead up promo events in the month prior and then just plan it out. And then, you know, you have this much time until then that you have to have all your content done. And so you can allow yourself, like when you have some time in the evening or whenever you're not working to just start slowly working on all those materials that are going to be included. So setting up your platform that you have your content in doing your PDFs or starting to write your content out in Google Docs or spreadsheets or whatever. Just have a timeline. The timeline is really important. That'll help you because once you have it on the calendar, you know you got to get to work. So you mentioned this earlier about, um, you know, kind of like sticking with one thing or essentially figuring out that one thing that you want to do and then just kind of work on that. I suffer so much from shiny object object syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) I have that problem. But uh, thankfully enough, I'm completely done with my course and I'm trying to add more bonuses, like bonuses and maybe some sort of VIP coaching to it, add it on to bring up the value of my course Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit more, you know, those sexy things. But my thing is I have so many ideas that I want to do to kind of kick it off so like have like a little workshop so okay so have like my guide that I already have as the lead magnet then offer a a small paid workshop I wanted to do that then I was like okay well maybe I'll just go ahead just do a sales page and then they just go to the sales page they see I have the course and they go through that and I was like okay well maybe I'll just have like a free video to just show them so I'm just like all over the place. So <laughs> how can I stop it? <laughs> well, it sounds like those are all good things to include if they're promoting like the one thing that you're that you need to sell anyway, but right. it's definitely like a good idea to have multiple things available. Like you could even look at like plan out like what is your ultimate like high end course or consulting thing and then think about how they get there like they probably get there from taking like a bit of a lower price course with you and then they get to that one from taking say either a paid challenge or webinar and they got there from the free thing so you got to plan out obviously this is called your ultimate funnel your overall funnel but it's also like your collection, right? Your collection of your products or your collection of your, your educational programs, your courses, whatever it is you want to call it. Just like when you're planning out these things, make sure that they lead to something just so you're doing it strategically and you're not just putting things out there without any sort of plan for where they will go. And that's another way to be like for making profitable offers is how I put it, is that they get profitable first by giving the people results. And that means like choosing a format and a topic where you show up and you're going to care and you're going to put your full effort in. But also you take advantage of having them as your captive audience when they're in that offer. So whether it's your free thing, that's maybe like where you'd offer them the upsell to your other little product. And then from there, from your course, like once your course or your challenge is finished, you want to offer them the next step. And if they didn't buy your course after being on your list and you pitched it to them, then have something ready that's smaller to say, well, I'm sorry you didn't join us for this, but if you would like some steps to accomplish this, 
I have this smaller offer for you to take. So just planning these pieces out ahead of time and then all those ideas that you have, like maybe they fit into those spots that you need to fill for products, whether it's upsells or downsells or your main course, just think about where you ultimately want to lead people. And that helps, that helps map it out. It's like a map, a roadmap of your offers. Yeah, it's so funny when I um, when I was looking at my schedule and I seen that you you were gonna be on my podcast today, and I was like, oh, yes, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna pick her brain. <laughs> yes, ask all the questions. <laughs> I'm like, I know this is probably gonna cost me a thousand or two thousand, three thousand dollars for people that normally do this, but I was like, you know, like, just you just get little tidbits during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm all about action um, and I have to definitely um, squeeze this in. What advice would you give our listeners out there on how to take action and take that first step in, I mean, even if they don't have a course or offer yet, or maybe some of them do, but don't know what to do to put it out there, what steps would you tell, um, tell our listeners out there to take in order to take you know, some sort of action. I would say that if they have an audience already, even if it's just a small following in like their Facebook group or their Instagram or their Facebook page, think of all the ideas that you already have of what you like topics you might do an offer on and do a poll. Like that's polls are so useful because people People are a bit apprehensive sometimes about like putting in the comments, like writing, oh, I want this, like in the comments for everyone to see, but people seem to want to do a poll. So I would suggest do a poll, say, I'm just developing my upcoming offer and I have a few topics, which would you want to learn first? And then put your ideas in there and leave an option for maybe them to, to leave something you haven't mentioned. Put in the comments, like if you have other things that you want us to learn. And you can get a lot of feedback from that. Like sometimes it's surprising. You might have all these offers or ideas in your head thinking, oh, they must want to learn this or they must want to learn that when actually they don't. And they just want to learn like some other thing that you maybe hadn't mentioned or you thought was some other side topic. And then if you don't have an audience at all, I think you just need to start with something. Like don't get overwhelmed. People get so overwhelmed with things like platforms choosing platforms to host their offer, choosing like email services or hosting, like anyway, just, just get the idea out there. Once you have your answers, like from your audience, what they want to learn, then grab the calendar and start to do that thing where you map out where you're going to do this thing, what days work best for you, and then reverse engineer your launch from there and get to work on building the content. And it just, just keep it basic and like, put into basic steps so you can start mapping out in like a google doc or something like that or on your notes or wherever just start breaking up the topic that you think you could teach into basic steps and then you can break that up into maybe basic days of the challenge or maybe your steps are each individual lessons just get started is what i would say ask your audience if you have an audience in a nice, concise way that's not going to take a lot of their time, so they'll give you the answers, <laughs> and then get started on that topic, and like just mapping it out, and then go to the calendar and start putting on the calendar when you're going to do it, so you actually get to work. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really do. And also, just piggyback on what you're saying, 
a lot of times you're you can tell what your audience wants by certain reaction so perfect mm-hmm. example i had my coach actually on my podcast and she coaches women who basically want to get out of the nine to five and she coaching me as well i'm trying to work on doing that <laughs> i published her podcast interview and we sent it out as an email blast my content manager she's a genius she put in the subject in the subject line get away from the nine to five grind and I even had to open it myself. I was like, ooh. And I was like, Candace, this is your own podcast. I was like, yeah. this is your own podcast. What are you doing? But I looked at the open rate, the highest open rate for that particular email than any other email that we sent out about a podcast was getting out of the nine to five grind. Mm-hmm. I said, oh my God, I know what they want. They want to figure out how to get away from, you know, their current nine to five or, you know, essentially how to pivot from there or take that shift because all the emails that I've sent, I have not got a higher open rate than that particular one. And I said, that's it. Now, the next thing is, how can I take my current course or my current offer and gear towards what my audience want? And basically that's what I'm working on. But like you stated, you know, your audience, they will tell you, mm-hmm. even if it's not in social media, like you stated, cause I have done po- uh, polls before on Facebook and no one clicked anything, but they will tell you by the reaction or the action that they take. They don't necessarily have to type in anything, but you can generally tell by the action that they take. Yes. Especially the emails. Like you can see your open rates right there in your reports. And that's a really good indication. And that brings up a good point is you gotta, you have to present them with the result that you're going to give them. And never mind like all the flowery names, like people get caught up like in the weeds, like trying to build things. And really, if you just like back away and be like, okay, what are you helping people get? And you need to present them with that first. So like for this, for example, getting your online offer built and ready to launch in five days is really just about getting something out there to start making money online. People want to make some sort of passive income on the side, or they want to make more money online. So it's not so much like whether they're still doing a nine to five or maybe they're doing like consulting, but it's, they only do one-to-one clients and it's just taking up so much of their time and they just wish they had some passive income. That's what people want. They don't want to be caught either in a nine to five or working like crazy doing one-to-one consulting. So like no one, no one quit their job to go work online to, to work like a maniac day and night. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Probably just to get started. Just like don't get caught up in like choosing platforms or trying platforms and stuff like that. And, and also just think about how you can help people. This often helps too with if you're feeling nervous A lot of people get nervous doing video or live stream or anything like that online, getting out there. If you stop your feeling and just think about how the people need your help, (laughs) just like get out there and start helping them how you can. It makes it easier to act and get out there and, and, and do what you're trying to do. But yeah, I would say not to get so uh, indecisive over what to use to put my content out there. 
I love it. So you have a promo. Could you tell everyone about your promotion? Yes, I do have a promo. It is a five-day challenge. And over the course of the five days, we're going to build out your online offer. So whether that's your first online offer or your next online offer, and just get it done in five days. So it's ready to put out there and actually sell to the people who need it. Um, so in those five days, it's going to be day one where we're going to talk about the format of your offer. So picking the best format that you enjoy and the best way you'll come across to an audience to get your message out there. Day two is planning the timeline. Day three is going to be building out the content pieces of whatever your offer is. So whether that's a course or a webinar or a summit or a challenge. Day four is going to be talking about the follow-up plan. Also meaning like making the most uh, profit from the whole, all this effort that you've put into your offer. And day five is about promo and sales. So getting visible, promoting, and also how you're actually going to sell it. Like as far as the cart, as far as connecting the sales steps from the time they get to the sales page to the time they're on the other side where they're able to receive your content and able to jump into your group. And so for that, that I've ran this challenge before and it's kind of going to be like a periodic challenge that I do. But depending on when people are listening to this podcast, just check out the link in the show notes anyway, because uh, after that particular challenge, it'll happen again a couple times a year. Awesome. I'm writing this down. (laughs) (laughs) And along with the challenge, there's like, there's planning sheets, templates and worksheets to help you get through the whole process of building out your offer and planning the dates, planning the content planning how you're going to follow up and how you're going to sell it. Awesome. That sounds good. Ooh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll definitely have everything in the show notes. So um, you can just go ahead and click and then see um, when the next challenge is going to be. This is really awesome. Thank you so much. So welcome. Any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Um, yeah, just to, it does take work, which is why you have to choose something that you're ready to help people with for like longer term than just like a one-time course. So choose something that you, you really do care about, but it's also not that hard. Like it can be intimidating when you see all these like ultimate established experts out there talking about thick topics about like messaging and and finding your niche and all this stuff sometimes that gets a bit they they become obstacles like mental obstacles if you're trying to build your thing and you just become overwhelmed by trying to figure all this stuff out just like just take a breather and just relax and be like okay you're trying to help people what can you help them with you don't have to do all the things you can just start now and don't get overwhelmed it's not that hard you can do it I like it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I definitely needed the pep talk. <laughs> As I'm sure everybody else did. <laughs> like I said, hey, this podcast was for me. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? Well, um, my website is Clarity State Media, but I'm working on it right now. It's under construction. So you can find me on Facebook at Clarity State Media and on LinkedIn at Clarity State Media. And those are the best places to find me. 
Awesome. And we'll definitely um, add those in the show notes. Well, Crystal, this has really been a wonderful treat for me and I'm sure my audience as well. And I thank you so much for coming on today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Now, can you do me a favor? If you love this episode, please write a review. Let me know what you think or send a shout out on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. I can't wait to read your love notes.